Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast for shining a light on bright ideas. And today, you guys are going to absolutely love this conversation. On the podcast today is Michael O'Brien. He is an author, business leader, coach. I mean, like you guys are going to love this story because he's written a new book and we're going to cover that and his first book. So, Michael, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Justin, thanks for having me. I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm so eager to have our conversation. I so know. I, I was so I like, I'm, I'm totally pumped that we're together now. I am too. This. Seriously. I, because you're a positive guy, you're an energy guy and you've written about that. And I, I just, I didn't even know you before you reached out in a couple weeks ago. And so I'm just was waiting for this discussion and I can't wait to unpack this. So let's do this. So before we jump in, share with our audience a little bit about you and kind of what you do in your day job, and then we can jump into your books. How about that? That sounds good. Well, so first off, I'm a husband of 25 years. I'm a proud papa of two (laughs) amazing daughters who are now in college that we're experiencing the first stages of being in an empty nest. Ah, nice. And I'm a former corporate executive, but now what I do during the course of the day is I'm an executive coach, as you mentioned in the intro, and I speak and written a couple books. And then when I'm not doing all that, I like to be on my bike, ah, getting nice. my bike ride on. So um, that's a little bit about what I do now. Well, and that's a great setup, right, for the first book. So, um, Love that in your background. And I, as you know, we talked about before I hit record. I mean, I'm passionate about this space that you get to work in every day. And so let's let's dive in. So you, a couple years ago, two years ago, you wrote the book Shift, Creating Better Tomorrows, Winning at Work and in Life. Talk about this book and then talk about the story that led to it. I think it's fascinating. I think our audience is really going to appreciate it. Well, it took a while to get the mojo up or really the confidence, Justin, to write the book. Because growing up, I suffered from post-traumatic seventh grade English. <laughs> so meaning, you know, I was I was visiting my mom and dad a few a few weeks ago, or actually a few few months ago, and they handed me all my old report cards. Oh, nice. So I had this feeling like I wasn't that great at English. And so those old report cards validated that belief. <laughs> so nice. as I came out of my corporate life into being an executive coach, so many people said, Hey, Michael, you got to write, you got to write the book about your story, about your last bad day. And I was like, ah, nah, I don't, I don't know, you know, and, and what I was not sharing was like, I'm not a writer. Like I got some like bad vibes from seventh grade English. <laughs> right. I dealt, exactly. I dealt with that and, you know, I, I did some pressure testing and then eventually in 2016, this is two years into like my entrepreneurial journey, I decided to write that book because so many people that I didn't know, right? Because sometimes you have people around you who are just trying to encourage you because you're really close to them. But I was talking to a bunch of strangers now and they're like, you need to write this book because people need to hear your story. And if you don't write it, it's selfish if you don't write it. Yeah. And I, you know, did of course my homework for podcast today and, you know, and I, I checked out the book and I just love this idea of how do you overcome bad days or bad moments or bad occurrences or bad things in life to live a more purposeful life. And I just think, what a cool idea. How did you find for you personally that, con- that idea converted into an actual book? 
Well, I, I, you know, I thought back about like just my recovery journey. So for the listeners, on July 11, 2001, I had my last bad day. It was the day I got hit head on during a bike training ride by a Ford Explorer across oh the gosh. center line of the road. It was going about 40 miles an hour. And Justin, as you know, you read the book, I broke a whole bunch of everything, including that left femur of mine shattered and it lacerated the femoral artery. So oh. the doctors told my wife, hey, had your husband been 10 years older or not healthy, he certainly would have died before he got to the hospital. Now, did you see so, the car coming? Like, what do, yeah. do you remember the moment? Like, what is that? What Dude, is that memory? I remember like? the whole morning, right? Oh, so, this gosh. is what, what freaks a lot of people out. I like, I vividly remember like coming around the bend, seeing him, thinking, oh, he's surely going to see me. He's going to see me. He's going to move. And having this conversation sort of in slow mo, right? Because everything slows down. Right. And he didn't move. And I remember the sound of me going into his grill, oh. how I flipped into the windshield. And you saw the photos. Like, I put uh. a hole through that windshield. What's it really? That's hard to Unbelievable. do. Unbelievable. If you think about like, the, the, the force of yeah. that. Yeah. And the screech of his brakes and the thud I made as it came to the asphalt below. And I got knocked, I'm knocked unconscious, of course. But when the EMTs arrived, like, I... Like, I remember all that. I remember the helicopter ride to Albuquerque to the University of New Mexico. So I remember all that very vividly. And I remember I made a commitment to myself as they put me onto the helicopter. Hey, Michael, if you live, because I knew that was sort of in, in the balance because of way the EMTs were responding to me, that if you live, you're going to stop chasing happiness because I was doing a lot of chasing happiness. I'll be happy when and I know a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of corporate leaders also do this today, where it's like, well, once I get promoted, I'll ah, be happy. I or see. Once I so buy like, that it's always the car. next thing that makes you happy instead of being happy in the moment is what you're saying. Yes, absolutely. So in the, in the spirit of Zig, Zig Ziglar, it's, you know, you're like, you're doing having being, so you're going to do hustle and grind to have stuff. And then once you have stuff, you can be whatever you want to be like happy, joyous, a leader. Uh, and, and, and that, that formula is, is messed up. What I did is I flipped that script in terms of like living life, be, do have. So, you know, you show up being happy, do the things that happy people do, like being grateful and being kind. And then as a result, you have more of it. So for me, I, I'm, when I had my big aha, because the early days of recovery, were not joyous. They I were very imagine. dark. I can't imagine. And I decided, okay, that's going to be my last bad day. And I sort of wove in gratitude into my life and a bunch of other elements that I share in the book. And I, I realized that, okay, I'm going to have bad moments. I just don't want those bad moments throughout the day to steal any more of my energy than they need to be. So I can still have, like, I've had plenty of bad moments since July 11, 2001. But at the end of the day, when my head hits the pillow, I can think about the things that make life that I'm grateful for, like my marriage and my daughters. And if they're in my life, then how can I say the day is a bad one, right? It could be rough, rough moments, but there's always something that we can take in our lives to build into a better tomorrow. And that was the real focus. And that's one of the messages I share in that first book of mine. Yeah. And I love that because the first book was really a lot of storytelling, which I love and a great way to connect. And what I think is interesting about your newest book, which 
is called My Last Bad Day Shift, How to Prevent Bad Moments from Turning into Bad Days. What I like about this one is you almost get more prescriptive, right? So for those listening, they're like, yeah, that's, that all sounds great. Michael, but how do I do that? Right. I have I didn't get in the bike crash and I haven't had that defining moment. But how do I how do I pursue that without having that big negative, potentially negative incident, right? Um and and I think that's really where you shifted, no pun intended, in in this new book, right? Into how to, you know, being more of a coach. Yeah, being more of a coach. And a lot of people came to me after reading the first book. And they were like, well, how'd you do that? Right. The how. The how piece. And I was just talking to someone uh, after a a talk I did last week. And he had a big moment in his life. But we got talking about, like, you don't need these big SUV moments or a breakup in a relationship. Right. Divorce. Lose a job. Yeah. Illness. Kind of the the 101 big moments, negative moments. Yeah. Like, so certainly those can be catalyst for change but what i try to do in my new book and when i go out and talk is say hey listen folks you don't need a big moment in fact i'm here today to hopefully prevent that big moment from happening by like living your life now with more awareness and with some like core principles to help you sort of shift your energy and have a more productive life whether you're at home or in your career. So yeah, the, the new book, my last bad day shift is all about things. I, I did along the way. And I, I currently still do to help, you know, sort of help like, you know, surf the waves of stress and the waves of just a normal day. So when we get to the end of the day, we, we can say, okay, we've accomplished something. And I have a lot of gratitude that I can then use as I build into a better tomorrow. I love that. Well, let's dive into the new book. Um, and what I'd like to do is, you know, let's pick a couple of the key or core tenets that you you cover in terms of the how. Because I'd love our audience today to walk away with some tips on, you know, how do they take difficult moments or bad moments and convert those into inner positive energy or not allow them to steal your joy? Why don't you jump in with a couple of those? Sure. Well, we'll start here first thing in the morning i'm a big believer like how you start anything is critical so i love that yeah most people today because of our smartphones we use them as our alarm clock and (laughs) right i do use mine as my wake up at 4 30 in the morning yeah (laughs) and and then and i do too when i travel so i but i share in the book like you try not to sleep with your phone because (laughs) what happens is that alarm goes off and the first thing we check Sometimes before we even go to the bathroom is we check email or, <laughs> or we Facebook. Check social. My wife does yeah. check, check Facebook like first thing. <laughs> yeah. And, and so what that does is it frames the day in like everything you missed and everything you have to do. And you're not setting your intentions for the day. Ah, that's a good one. So, so what I recommend in the book is, so use it as your alarm. Just don't go just don't jump on the hamster wheel as you're in bed, like wake up, do your bathroom thing, get a glass of water, hydrate because hydration is important. And just spend five minutes thinking about how you want to show up today. What, what are the things that you want to get done? where you are going to put a disproportional amount of energy towards throughout the day. So you can get, you know, get stuff done and, and also just how you want to show up. So it's the, what you're doing, and how you're doing it 
once you do that, then yeah, let's go back to your calendar. Let's go back to email. You can, you know, check social and all that stuff. But setting your intentions for the day is, I think, uber critical for having a great day. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And, you know, it can also apply throughout the day, right? I mean, for for those that are in meetings all day, like myself, um, you know, actually setting intentions of how I want to walk into a meeting and not allowing something that might have happened in previous meetings or earlier in the day, you know, it's a big deal. And so, because people can read that, it, it come across on how you act. And so, as much as starting your day the right way, it could also be how you go and approach a certain aspect of your day. Oh, absolutely. I was just chatting with a client yesterday, Justin, about this to say, spending a minute or two setting your intentions before you walk into that meeting, because you should be showing up maybe a little bit differently for all your meetings, because each meeting is a little bit different. The other thing I give folks in the book is a little thing that I learned through my recovery, and I call it grabbing a PBR, which a lot of people, when they first hear it, they <laughs> blue ribbon. Blue ri- yeah, baby, right? So, and and I'm like, no, I'm not talking about drinking on the job. So, you know, even if it gets really stressful. So a, a PBR to me is pause, breathe, and reflect. And when we're on the hamster wheel as a leader, as an entrepreneur, we're hustling and grinding. What we end up doing is we we sort of lose our connection with our breath as a way to slow things down so we can think clearly about, hey, what are we going to do next? So a grabbing a PBR moment can be like when you feel like, you know, the nerves are getting a little percolated or in between meetings as a way to sort of like let the last meeting go so you can be present for the the, the next meeting you're going to, you know, the la- let the last meeting go so you can be present for the next meeting. Yeah. And that's hard for some of us relational types that, you know, if something doesn't go well in a meeting or there's disagreement, it's not easy to walk out and just kind of leave that behind versus carrying that with you. You know what I mean? I don't know. At least it's, yeah. maybe it's a personal problem for me. Sometimes no, I struggle with no. that. Like, no, that's one of the reasons Justin, when I wrote the book, I, I heard it from a whole bunch of others. Like you have that, that tough meeting at 3 PM on Friday <laughs> and you know, it's a bad, like right. five bad minutes in that meeting. And then it totally screws your whole weekend because you bring it home. It ruins your Friday night. And you think about it the whole weekend and you bring that baggage in, Right. And, and it's not that, you know, maybe you did something wrong. It's more of you feel like you didn't live up to your potential or so. You know what I mean? There's anyway, not to get us down a rabbit hole. All right, let's hit one or two more. So the one thing to do at night. So Ooh, you, you I like set your intentions to start the, the day. Yep. Expect great yeah, things. Oh, by the way, my mantra, day, yeah, my mantra is expect great things. Like in the morning, that's my oh, phrase every morning. That. That's my kind of phrase. That's, that pays. Uh, no, I love that. So at night, as you know, we're getting ready for bed. What I write about is like just five minutes of gratitude, or you can do it if you have yes, kids and you, you could journal you it too. It. Yeah, journal it. So for me, what I do is I think of the three things that I'm grateful for as I'm brushing my teeth, as I'm getting ready for bed. But we we also did something when the kids were younger, where it was like high, low, and what and most uh, highs, lows, and goals. Or high yeah. is interesting. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, okay, what 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 was one cool thing about the day? What was like a tough thing about the day? And then what was something that was really interesting about the day? And for families out there looking for a little bit more family conversation at the dinner table to make family dinners last a little bit longer, this that's a really cool way of bringing gratitude into the whole 
really the whole family. We used to do it. We used to call it highs, lows, and goals when the kids were younger and when they were home. And um, it was the same thing. But then instead of it would be the highs, lows, but then like goals like for tomorrow, like something you'd want to see happen tomorrow. Ah, kind of I fun. love it. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Anyway, that's yeah, a good no, one. I, I like that. that. And then another thing about at, at night, I used to do this and now I do it less frequently, but I've seen other people do it more frequently, which is, you know, writing it down so you can look back on some of those things, you know, that you were saying, the things you're appreciating or things you learned from the day. That's yeah. Good. I so, like that um, yeah, no, I, so journaling, I think can be really effective for a lot of people. It may not be everyone's jam, but like, and you know, but having gratitude, having gratitude practice as you end the day is a really good way to bookend the day. So when you hit the pillow, you, you know, you see, okay, there's you know, some, there's some hope, there's some optimism as you, you know, get ready for the next day and try to, you know, accomplish what you want to accomplish. And hopefully along the way, you're changing lives based on the work that you do. And, and then, then we, with this practice, we get better at like basically rolling through our bad moments. And, and then we, you know, we put a couple of these days together and then you can look back and be like, wow, I've accomplished a lot. Right. So our internal narrative changes a lot when we get stuff done and what we tell ourselves is sort of the conversation, Justin, that we have with ourselves, which is the most important conversation we have during the course of the day that starts to change when that changes our impact or our energy or mojo starts to ripple out, out to more people. And then all of a sudden you're changing lives within like your uh, sphere of influence, which is, Hey, which is why, like, Hey, it's why we wake up in the morning, hopefully for, so I know your listeners, that's their frame of mind. So like, if, yeah. So let's, you know, let's make that happen. You well, know, exactly. We and energy is transferable, right? I mean, if you bring it, it can, it can really impact the uh, situations that you're working or play in or, you know, volunteer in. Um, one other thing I noticed about your book is you've got a, a, an area where you talk about the 20 key questions uh, kind of towards long-term success. Share with our audience a bit about those questions and, and how to use those. Yeah, so those are great questions to use. And I don't expect people to use all 20. But for a lot of my clients, and I'll do this with them. I'll send them a text and like right around dinner time like maybe three to five of those questions for them to sort of think through like, well, how did the day go? And how did I show up and what did I get accomplished? Because we, we tend to go again, sort of this like hamster wheel hustle grind mentality is that we don't necessarily take any time to pause and think about, all right, how am I doing? And these questions are good. Just, uh, you know, I recommend people grab a few, like three to five, and just use those to sort of think through, like, how am I showing up in the world? So they're really great reflective questions to to use, you know, you know around dinner time, right before bed, because, and then we build that practice. So w- with many of my clients, I set up text messages for them. So just to keep them, you know, sort of honest about how they're showing up, maybe accountable to how they're showing up. And I've used many of those throughout my recovery from my, my last bad day. Wow, I love that. Okay, um, Michael, we could go on for an hour. Um, I know we could. This <laughs> is so awesome. There's so much like it's talking about leadership and a whole bunch oh of other God, things. I'm weaving so that cool. in. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's what I'd like to suggest first. 
love the books and I want I want you to share with our audience where they can find it. And then second, I'm going to have you back on. We'll talk leadership concepts. How about that? Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> well, I think that'd we'll do so that cool. as a part two. But before we go today, I mean, this is so great. Um, share with our audience how to find you, how to connect with you, and where to find my last bad day shift. Yeah. So the best place to go is michaelobrienshift.com. And then you can find me there, my email, my phone number. People can call me. They can get a copy of my last bad day shift. And I'll give you, um, Justin, a, a coupon code where they can get a, a break. So the book, you, know, we can, you can get it through Amazon. If you have Prime, it's free shipping. But I also offer it free. And all you have to do is pay shipping and handling. So it's easy. It's right there on my website. But I'll give you and your listeners a discount code to take a little bit of a a break on the shipping and handling so they can get it into their hands sooner. And so, but yeah, it's going to michaelobrienshift.com. You can find me on the social media platforms there. Love to connect with people and just really, I believe I lived for a reason to help people live a rich life starting from the inside out, have like wild career success, but I want you to be wealthy in the inside as you are in the outside and love talking to people about how to do that that's that is awesome well hey listen it has been great having you on the podcast excited about the books and looking forward to getting you back on talk some of the more general and high level leadership topics cool beans thanks for having me on justin the contender cast is sponsored by henderson shapiro peck you can download additional contender cast episodes directly via the apple itunes app store the google play store Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.